0: Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut, drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut. Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks, and come and listen in. We're measuring flicks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I'm Carl Hartley, and I'm Max Peterson, and we are finally back to finish our discussion of 2019's. So actually, the
1: midsummer. The tune- The tune when I when I inevitably belch all over the microphone will just be the Skype incoming.
0: (laughs) Just yeah, even Skype was like, "No, no, we're dropping this call. That is too disgusting." Um. So, listener, we've we have uh, we left you hanging, kind of. Sorry about that. Uh, we we weren't able to get all four people together. Um, so we kick we kicked the can down the road as far as we could. But we're gonna wrap up our discussion today because it's time to move on. Um, so it's been long enough. I'm gonna reread the director and that sort of stuff. So it's 2019's midsummer directed by Ari Aster. Um, cinematography done by Pavel uh Pogor Pogorzelski Pogorzelski I think it is. Um, <laughs> Florence Pugh, Will Poulter, Jack Rayner, Isabel Grill, uh, Jørn Andresen, Wilhelm Blomgren, and uh, William Jackson Harper. This movie was amazing. We talked for a long time in part one about just like the opening 20 minutes. So if you yeah, want. Yeah, we,
1: we barely got into camp.
0: I don't think we even got to camp. We like well, we, we
1: talked we talked around it and about it and some of the things, but w- yeah, hmm. we did.
0: My notes my notes end after the party, um, when the when the trip is announced. So like we that's where we ended part one. It was intended to be like this super epic, super long thing, but you know what? That's not how it's going to be anymore. Uh, I'll tell you right off the top, listeners and Carl, there is a chance that we do midsummer a little bit of short shrift because I've had some household changes in the last couple of days. That are uh, that have me. You you said you had the sleepies earlier. I slept for like yeah. three ish hours last night. Fuck, I have, dude. I have no coffee in the house, so I've got all I've got here is some black chai tea to try and. That's not gonna cut it, bud. No, 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 and no breakfast. So I'm gonna have a starving show too, which actually sometimes those go well. But we uh we got a new dog. Twenty. <gasps> 20- oh <my> <laughs> it's uh her name is Lorna she's like 20 i think they said she was 26.9 pounds so she's about she's little she's like half again trans or uh half less trim size uh she's a ball of a total ball of energy uh we were talking with the people we took uh you know like what's her story where'd she come from yeah she's bounced from th- three or four different families rehoused in like three or four different shelters and she spent some time on the street so she's a little. She's got a little bit of uh, anxiety to work through. You got to
1: watch that one. If she starts selling you short bags, i me know. I'm weighing every
0: bag. Those dogs that get off of the streets, man, you can't trust them for shit. Hey, wait, wait a, a minute. I
1: paid for a dime. <laughs> this feels
0: light. <laughs> How much kibble's in this? Is this even mm-hmm. real kibble or are some of these rocks? Like, you cut <laughs> this with cat food? You, you cut it with fucking cat food,
1: aren't <laughs> right, you? You shit. <laughs> this fucking kibble's so stepped down, I can't even fucking... <laughs>
0: Doesn't even take. I can't even taste kibble in this. Kibble, I'm getting nothing out of this. It's like basically, ugh. It's, ugh. Just coffee
1: creamer. Fuck you.
0: Wait, you told me this was wellness. This tastes like Caesars, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I uh, she's been kind of a handful. She's adjusting, you know. So oh, uh, she- I slept downstairs with her just in case she has a little bit of an upset tummy too because kennel food, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I wanted her to be close to the door just in case there was gonna be any sort of incident. So if I seem tired or scattered or more scattered than normal, that's that's what that's about.
1: I think that's fair, man.
0: Yeah. Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. We're gonna send pictures around and I'm um, just keep an eye on me or birds Instagram feed and I'm sure that's all oh, yeah. you'll see for the next month. Um how you been man? But alright, dude. Just in White general. club
1: is still just like kicking my ass. I, I know, think it's finally settled down. It's like a six week pro uh, process, man. It's crazy, man. Yo, it's I'm... actually going on seven. I did thirteen days in a row, which isn't bad. Like whatever. I don't fucking care about going to work. Like whatever. It's fine. Sure. But like at day at some point during at day thirteen, you're like, I am groundhogs day. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. I was pretty sure I was somewhere in November. Right. right? Too, like, too many oh.
0: too many work days in a row. is. And uh, all
1: the in all the emails I'm getting are all seeming the same now. All the names are blending together. I'm like, did I help Julie Julison already? <laughs> did Julie Julison even, did I miss Julie Julieson? Oh, no, that was Julie Flulison who I am thinking of.
0: <laughs> oh, well, the wine club is big as yours. Like, makes sense. I like your Julie Julison too cuz it's uh I'm more in the front of the house like tasting room service type stuff even though our tasting rooms closed right now but uh we I've started pretty much what we're doing now or what I've been doing lately is just carding tables immediately to get their contact tracing information oh, yeah, for absolutely. MDHHS. That first week man, that first week we had to do the contact tracing infos like, "Hi, I just need your name and phone number. Hi, I'm uh, John John Tansernan. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Cool. What's um, what, my favorites thus far? And Nicole Smith. Not Anna. And Nicole Smith. Like Anna Nicole Smith's nice. like frumpy cousin. That's hilarious. <laughs> got that one. We've got the one my, with the weird toes. <laughs> She's like, I've got polydactyly, which is why <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> Love our polydactylic uh, listeners, but uh, yeah, my seriously. my other favorite, the, the most audacious one. I was like, I'm I'm just I don't even know how to. You're not gonna give me your ID. I'm gonna let this ride. So like, oh hi sir, Wait, I need your name and phone number. Joe Biden five five five, <laughs> five 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 five. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna get you to budge because that's that's pretty egregious. And
1: you're why we're all out of toilet paper again. <laughs> <Right>? Shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: We get a lot of Marilyn Monroe's Betty Boop. That's a popular one.
1: God damn it, man. I people know, I know. That's fucking the dumbest, aren't they?
0: Oh <laughs> 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 uh, now if you said that in Willem the Willem Defoe character from the Lighthouse, if you said it in uh, that people way, are the dumbest, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, like that's I've been working for like nine days. That's pretty much I've been thirteen days on. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, bad luck to give a. <laughs> it's bad luck to give a false name. Bad luck. <laughs> um, bad luck for you, but you know what's good luck for us is this movie Midsummer exists, and we're here to talk about it. So, yeah. let's dive right back in. Here's what's gonna happen, listener. I have a shitload of in-depth, crazy, wild, tight notes. We're never gonna get through them all, so I think we talk about the rest of the movie in a fairly general way. Okay. Wrap this up. Put a pin in it. Put a pin right in now. it.
1: Put a bow on it. Yeah. Not a pin. A pin means you come back to it and you pull the pin. No. no,
0: we're pulling the pin bu- on put, this one. Put, and put, put a bow on it. Yeah, we're going to put a bow on it. Um, We're going to wrap this one up, and you can watch it for yourself. You can make your own – you can come to your own conclusions. We've been sitting with it too long. It's time to purge. So I want to dive right in to the deep end, to the heavy end, with a nuanced, oh, in-depth analysis of one particular shot from a, a standpoint of cinematography and performance baller. <laughs> no nothing like nice and easy with no food and no caffeine. So here we go. Yeah,
1: that made my head hurt like immediately. I know. When it's when you- you started talking, and I felt <laughs> the pain behind my eye. You're like, oh, this is going to be one of those. Oh, fuck. Buckle up.
0: <clears throat> all right. So when the- Max is going to say liminal space. I put a dollar on it. Uh, damn it. All right. Well, I owe you a dollar, because it's pretty much all of this whole shot's all about liminal space. Well, it's, yeah. I think you might know the one I'm talking about. So um, I think I do. So there's the party where the midsummer trip is announced, and we and Danny doesn't know about it. So, or is it Danny, her name- <laughs> Yeah it's Danny Okay wow it's been a while since I saw this I can't believe I pulled that out Um, So Danny doesn't know about it And they get back to her place And she sort of like gently Is beginning begins to confront Her shitty boyfriend about like So you're going to You're going on this mid summer trip uh, And You didn't tell me about it And he goes "I, I did though right Like I told you I told you about it. I I, I oh, mentioned
1: he's gaslighting among the best of them. Well, I, when I he, told you you're When well, he's like, <laughs> well, I
0: said I wanted to go, and I and then as a as a viewer, you're like, that is not the same thing as telling someone that you're going to another country for several months. Even a little months. bit.
1: <laughs> this is my first indication. Well, among the first indicators that this guy's kind of a douchebag.
0: Oh, d- <laughs> not from like, uh, why don't you break up with her, man? But what if I want her back later? <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's, fuck,
1: that's right. That whole conversation is just cringy as shit.
0: Yeah, that that point is, and then it's like right before we get the like weird croup cough, whooping cough, sobbing on the phone thing, and he's like, I can't dump her because like, what if what if like I want to like, not be dumped with her later? <laughs> and you're like, oh, you Danny, you got to get yourself a better man than this, bro. Um, so. They walk into the room, and let me set up the shot. We're basically shooting directly at her front door. And they enter, and he immediately crosses the room out of sight behind us and sits down on a couch. She comes in the door, turns around, and closes the door. So Christian, who, by the way, like, for a movie about pagan rituals, it's only starting to, like, hit me that the, the last person who's killed by being burned alive sewn into a bear skin by the way if we haven't mentioned uh spoilers um that (laughs) yeah that that guy's name is christian you're burning up uh, you're burning you're literally burning a christian in a pagan ritual which i fucking adore i had a bear i love it i know that's so weird um but so he when he goes and sits down, he's reflected. There's a couple things on the back of this door and on the wall. One of them yeah, is Yeah, there m- are. Yeah, one is a mirror yeah. and one is this picture. There's a there's a very very small painting.
1: I can't not look at the picture through the entire scene first time I watched this movie. Yeah. I had no idea what the conversation was about because I was focused on that fucking small picture next S- to the door.
0: Yeah, just staring at this like micro painting, right?
1: Yeah. So I'm, she's, I'm sorry. No, no, I you're interrupt. good. Go ahead.
0: Uh, ju- keep jumping in as I continue to flesh flesh out the deets for peeps. So reflect the deets for peeps yeah, in absolutely. in the mirror. Reflected in the mirror is Christian. He sits down into frame again. It, we've seen other directors do this. Um, Steve McQueen did it beautifully in Widows with some of his column, his mirrored column reflection shots. This is sort of. In that vein, because this isn't just a reflection, it's a mirror that has an effect, which is the effect is to shrink Christian down and make him tiny because he's way across the room. So his reflection in that mirror is very small, which is how he is feeling right now because he knows for sure he's in the wrong. He also knows, I think, that Danny's weak enough that she's eventually going to fold and, and kind of cave on this and he's going to be able to bully and gaslight her into the position mm-hmm. he wants her in. But in this moment, He's tiny He sits down and has shrunk And it's like that kind of cowering Thing Um, So Danny is also Taller than him in this moment So I wrote down he feels He's visually smaller than Danny which is how he feels And which also creates a further degree of separation Between them Her Mm -hmm. reflection um, Is a tiny It's not really a reflection but her The mirror that she's playing with is actually a painting Which is really interesting because that sets up the the metaf- the the symbol that her that things that mirror her are these works of art And we've seen s- this before that mm-hmm. opening four panel painting Depicts her life. So this is in a way a mirror of her life, which actually you can p- Extrapolate that into a whole bigger thing about how that's the purpose of art is to hold up mirrors to reality And that well, that's-
1: Shakespeare said it himself. Yeah in Hamlet you hold a <laughs> mirror to up to nature and nature was the name of the character who was actually holding a mirror up to himself
0: yeah and this one uh ari aster's holding a mirror up to uh all of our worst nightmares
1: <laughs> i was gonna say to my desire to be in this cult for some reason yeah maybe whatever weird. Thing
0: that <laughs> the, yeah that's strange like when the movie gaslights you into the point where you're like Oh, you really didn't understand it because it's just honestly, it's just really their it's their pagan uh, it's their ancient religion, and then someone has to tap you on the shoulder and be like, "No, um, yeah, but but it's a cult though, but crazy people though. Yeah, it's it's they're they're burning people alive at the end, and then you go. Do you
1: you forget about the part (laughs) where they jumped off a cliff?
0: Remember all the yeah that, that part. You guys watch some suicide happen and all you know, the murder that happened they just they, don't understand the deep roots of the uh the, the nordic religions
1: again man i'll hand it to 2020 has a lot to do with that it's like, but it's just they're all home and they're taken care of and they love each other there's people around they that, can touch each other
0: <laughs> that might be it dude. it's like any anywhere that lets you touch someone else yeah
1: even if it's putting a knife in them you're like okay <laughs>
0: Wait, wait, before you burn me alive you're gonna, you're gonna have to physically wrap something around me Like you're gonna swaddle me like a baby Well, yes, but then we will burn you alive No, 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 no. but you're gonna, you're gonna You're gonna wrap me in a cozy bear pajamas Are these my, let me pretend they're bear pajamas, goddammit um, But her, her reflection, her, her mirror is that tiny painting And that painting is a picture of a girl with very similar hair to her. It's it's blonde and pulled back in a kind of like a messy ponytail like she does. Turn and uh she's turned away, looking back over her shoulder. She's dressed the same as Danny's dressed. This is pretty surreal actually because when she yep. there's a moment where she like turns to put her coat away and she's got her head turned over her shoulder and it's like one of those image in an image in an image like fading down into infinity because it it's exactly the same pose as the painting. Um It's
1: trippy shit, man.
0: Yeah, so her this painting, this world, is small and cramped and looking toward the past. And I said that there's what is in the background of that painting is indistinct. What is Danny looking at? We actually can't really for sure say. It's probably a building, it might be a building, but what it actually looks like is just a huge big black indistinct smudge, kind of a monolith of just darkness. So what I said is that image is Dan- a snapshot of Danny in this moment. She's looking over her shoulder at this big monolithic moment of tragedy that's in her immediate past, right? And she has a decision here. She can either stay in the world of that painting, she can either keep looking back over her shoulder, not looking at her boyfriend, not acknowledging that she could stay here and and let him off the hook, and he goes away to to his midsummer trip. They go to Sweden, right?
1: To Sweden, yeah.
0: So they go to Sweden and she just keeps living this life that she's living. It's a moment of choice and I it becomes really beautiful. Also, I think it's cool that when she turns her head to the left to look over her shoulder, Christian like won't make meet her eye and he turns his head. Since it's a reflection, he would also be looking left, but he looks away from her in the reflection. So their their reflections turn away. To put their backs to each other, um, which I thought was just amazing. Then, to continue this shot, this is a full page of notes, sorry, on this one shot. No, oh, I'm digging it, man. The white door, the door is pure white. The white door is balanced by a sort of not quite equal, but very close to taking up the same amount of space on screen um, a big rack of dark clothing. All of those coats and sweaters are like, Black and midnight blue So the door is white The clothing on the left is black And there's a strip of blue wall To the right of the door That is balanced by a blue sweater Of an identical hue Immediately to the left on the rack It's one of the most beautifully And intricately balanced Visual images I've ever seen He's balancing light areas With dark areas He's creating reflected um, reflections Of color the mirror is exactly Danny's height. So when you look at the screen, the mirror and Danny take up two panels of space, equating Danny essentially with this mirror, but also just creating a really beautifully balanced moment. And I think it's on, on purpose, the reason that he's doing all of this, let me Danny and the mirror, the blue, the blue. There's a key on a chain, right? The key that's hanging on the chain hangs more or less perfectly between the deadbolt and the doorknob. So, that is the first moment where I started noticing triangles because the key creates a oh, triangle fuck. with the deadbolt and the doorknob, right? So the key hmm. is equidistant between the two locks, which I thought was amazing. So, this is a fl- I wrote down this is a flat image. It's it this is literally a shot of a wall. It's a straight on shot of a wall This is clerks This is Kevin Smith shooting mm-hmm. This should be visually uninteresting Not that Kevin Smith is But sometimes is But this should be visually uninteresting So why isn't it? It Because it's a flat image That is absolutely loaded down With symbolism False depth Because of the use of mirrors mm-hmm. Which is why people employ mirrors anyway They make spaces seem bigger so and, a, and, a, and a, a composed of exquisite attention to balance, geometry, detail, symbolism, and the most beautiful part of it is, the moment is exactly that. It is a moment. And so Aster's flashing these these images past us, you know, like we talked about in the last, uh, the last time we did a show on this, is it's like watching tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Like someone pasted tarot cards to a film strip and then they whip past you so fast that you can only catch like one in three. Exactly. So I was thinking that because this really – Well, your
1: brain catches them. Yeah. You oh. aren't aware that your brain is catching them though, but that's a great, brilliant thing about it. It's the think... best part is subliminal filmmaking. I mean it's right. fucking
0: – I think that's part of what what makes us fall for the, fall for the society at first mm-hmm. before you – dive in and like and start realizing the culty aspects. I think part of it is that sort of like subliminal suggestion type Absolutely. stuff, you know? Um so I have a theory. I don't think that he's just showing off here. You know what I mean? I think the reason that he's attending so much to this one shot is because this is the this is the moment at the the peak of the mountain. This is the that we have a teeter totter going here, right? And it's a, this balancing act of, of is she going to let him off the hook? This is the moment. If she lets him off the hook, her life stays the same. If she doesn't, she goes to Sweden and the whole rest of the movie happens. <laughs> so he creates a visual image that's nothing but balance to, to wink at the audience and say, hey, here's the tipping point. Yep. Wink, you know? <laughs> the other thing I really like about it is the depth and nuance that is... Just beyond The domestic Does that make sense like we're looking does, at a yeah. coat rack And a lock and a door And a mirror and her house It's just a domestic space But because of the use of False depth that you're creating with mirrors And because you're creating triangles And you're creating panels of blue Which blue is going to come back in a big way later As one of the predominant colors Of the, the cult um, In their uh, like their Wall paintings and stuff Oh yes, but uh all there's all this stuff that's bubbling right beneath the surface. So she's between that tragedy of her old life and the tragedy ish of what's going to happen uh, in her in her future.
1: Tragedy for some, anyway. yeah.
0: And since... Coming of
1: age for another, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a, it's either a heartwarming coming of age tale, or what did he call? What did Ari Aster call this? A summer oh, vacation
1: a, movie. It's a it's a break. It's a vacation breakup flick.
0: <laughs> um, and so because she is between two places, Carl, she is in fact in a liminal, a liminal space. space. Yes, that's right. Hmm. Um, Measuring
1: flicks sponsored in part by liminal, liminal spaces. spaces.
0: <laughs> Have you felt too grounded recently? Right. Do you need a little bit more uncertainty? Would you like to be in between things? Um, so, so there's that shot. It's a mo- it's like literally like three seconds. It's beautiful and it's beautifully blocked too. Because Chris the actor who's playing Christian, is reacting to Danny just turning her head and doing small movements like hanging up a scarf or, or hanging up her coat. You know, like. He plays off those so that they don't look at each other Even though they're not in the same frame But then Danny steps forward In this same shot Just far enough To cover the girl But not the background in the painting She literally steps in And assumes Because she, remember, is looking over her shoulder Mm -hmm. She is Stepping into that exact same place and posture She becomes the girl in the painting So we see her very literally looking at that Black monolith of tragedy in her past And very consciously Danny turns to face Christian The effect being that the girl in the painting Turns to look forward out into Mm -hmm. the real world once more Um, And I had a question I wrote a little question to myself Are Paintings are static, are they? But reflections are dynamic But the point between a static painting and a dynamic reflection is us. We are somewhere between that always because, you know, like a a reflection shows us as we are. A painting shows us as we were because the moment a painting is set down, there's a I think there's a famous line in the picture of Dorian Gray about this. The moment you put paint to canvas, it immediately becomes a lie because you've aged. You're older you know your hair has changed. before the before
1: the brush leaves the canvas it's a lie it's yeah, already it's... a
0: lie yeah yeah um I thought that was really cool um so then they have their what a what a fucking great argument like we talked in the last episode about um, aster giving people time and we talked about this with hereditary too just giving people the time to to act and to work lines yeah. the way the line would land so there's you know when I, when I say like a movie argument Yes You know what I mean It's oh, like yeah. Okay uh, this scene is gonna be It's gotta We have to have this done in three pages Or three pages you gotta about get three, out everything Right so it's like Jeez. I can't believe you would do this Gerald Well what do you think that I would ever do Martha And the reason that they crawl all over each other's lines Is cause You know We're just having a disagreement And we need to get to the next plot point
1: Yeah we're trying to fill it We're trying right. to fill in the gaps We're trying to do some exposition Yeah you're trying to do a
0: lot Right so
1: scenes typically.
0: So you and then one way to force exposition on a crowd or it's on to an, have an argument. <laughs> is to have an argument and also to make that Don't argu- you
1: remember this didn't work last time in real when we had Stan with us. Right. Remember Stan, <laughs> the old man? He's a safe cracker <laughs> like you. But you're a better safe cracker than he is, but you have that one safe that you can't quite get into happens to be the one that we're going up against now.
0: Danny, every time I want to go on a thing, like just last year when I wanted to go to Cancun, you told me no. Well, Christian, it's not like that Cancun. Coon was the only trip you sprung on me last Year like yeah so you want to try And force all of the 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 backstory in but What Ari Aster does is he's like I still need all that I still need some Backstory and I need to show The dynamic of their relationship But I don't think you would See the real dynamic of the relationship Unless you let them do this thing they're Doing which is they're doing that Argument where you each say something And then you drop It into like this silence you'd say a say a sentence and it falls into this like bucket of silence that spreads between the two of you and then the tension grows until either one of you has to say something or you're gonna break up like there's mm-hmm. two choices like that's how fucked they're having
1: are. i don't know i don't know they're having like the i don't know argument y- yeah well, especially like, you're like i'm gonna make a point but i, mean, I just don't know i don't know
0: as, and, you, uh, especially when christian Christian keeps trying to make points, but because he's in the wrong, a lot of his points end up being Can't. something yeah. like, I should go. hmm Maybe I should leave. And he's should oh, I man. go?
1: I oh, don't know. Maybe I should go. And he's trying to force her hand to tell him to let him off the hook. Because right. if she says it, then he's not responsible for the relationship ending. She is. Right, like a right. Manipulative motherfucker. The dude.
0: the worst for me is when he like apologizes and Danny says, I don't want an apology, I just want you to talk to me. And he's yeah. like, I should just go.
1: Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Like, like, ah, like, I'm
0: just gonna leave, buddy. As soon as she demands
1: conversation from him or some sort of resolution, he's like, I ah, maybe I just, yeah, I'll just, I'm go. just
0: I'm just gonna go. Mm-hmm. She's like, so do you? Do you think like what you did was like good and justifiable and right? And his response is like, I do you want anything at the store? I'm gonna, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs>
1: I'm gonna go out for a smoke. If you need anything? I'm um. Good.
0: So honestly. I'm a big, oh, okay, having watched this movie enough times to now just, now it's a movie to me, you know, like, for a while this was like, I couldn't I couldn't get my head all the way around it, yep. it was a religious experience, it was the oh, most yeah. frightening thing I've ever seen, I still think all those things, but now I've seen it enough times and I know what happens, I can just kind of look at the characters, I love the actor who plays Christian.
1: <laughs> He's pretty
0: great, dude. He's so fucking good, man, like, you, you, you. It's hard to say that the first couple times you see it because you hate him so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. it's yeah. like Bird and I are burning through Game of Thrones again right now because winter is here, baby. Yeah. Um, and King Joffrey, right? Like you fucking have you seen Game of Thrones? Oh yeah. Okay, so you hate Joffrey. You're like fuck this kid. I can't wait till this kid dies. But then the in between, because I do the show, you're like, that's a good actor. That oh, k- yeah. That kid playing Joffrey is. What sucks good, is the man. kid
1: is so good that he can't get cast in anything because they know that everyone that sees him is going to immediately hate him. Yeah, because of he did he's so good, as he too good. Like we can't hire you as the kid that wants the Turbo Man doll because everyone <laughs> fucking
0: hates you. I mean, you can He, I, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of worried that he's going to go the way. that he's
1: also like 37 now or something because.
0: Well, yeah, don't cast him as the kid anymore. I'm sure he's a good right. looking fella. But I'm worried he's going to get the Draco Malfoy effect where you just make him like the a-hole who gets oh, kicked God. in the nuts. Like the bad guy who gets kicked in the nuts once per movie. Just so everyone at home can be like, yeah, the kick whole, him in the
1: nuts. The whole reason he shows up is just to get kicked in the nuts. <laughs> yep. King
0: Joffrey and Joffrey's ball-busting babes for just him getting kicked in the nuts for half an hour. God damn it. Right now I hate Joffrey enough. I might watch that. I might be like, "Bird, did you see what this guy? What the third act of his career was? Look at this! <laughs> SS officers booting him in the nuts. Oh no! <laughs> Lady SS camp officers just kicking." Third
1: act show us your testicles.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Geoffrey, if we're going, God. if we're going to dominate the globe, we'll start by dominating your globes. <laughs> oh, and that slide whistle. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. All right, so w- the reason I brought up how much I love Christians' shittiness this is shows weird. We- it is, it is, and now we have another two ply that we have to make. <laughs> know, God damn it,
1: still haven't finished the first one.
0: I know. We'll wrap up two ply. So
1: started the first one. I know.
0: We just we just got to build up a budget for a, f- a fake SS camp <laughs> that's loaded up with <laughs> sex toys in the in the weird mangle of scientist room.
1: We gotta hire Jeffrey.
0: Jeff <laughs> Um. Jeffrey T Morgan to direct that bad boy? Yeah. Talk about the third the third act of his career is like I made folklore. <laughs> you sons of bitches. I made folklore. I made folklore. I'll be in my trailer. What are oh. we what are we shooting today? Can I see the sides? Give me the sides. <laughs>
1: Oh god! Because he's a
0: consummate professional. If nothing else, we've always said that about Jeffrey T. Morgan. Oh,
1: he'll be upset, but he'll go in his trailer and he'll he'll figure out the shot list for the day.
0: Yeah, of course. And you know what? When when he shows it to us, we're gonna be like, "God, you're elevating this garbage to art, Jeffrey you,
1: T. Morgan." He storyboarded even the in between parts that we're not shooting.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I came up with some backstory for uh, <laughs> Ilsa Spike Heel <laughs> You know, Ilsa. Yeah, yeah Ilsa Spike Heel I think that she grew up. She was a sensitive girl <laughs> <laughs> um, But the reason I brought Christian up Is the next scene When he goes over And again we see Christian reflected in a mirror Because the next, the next scene We really kind of The next important scene Is his friends all sitting around Working on their theses And their like PhDs and stuff And working on their Um uh, what's it called not a thesis a, Is it a thesis
1: yeah they're working on Their theses yeah so
0: yeah. they're all working on their theses And they're getting ready to go um, they're getting ready For the trip and he comes in Again reflected in that mirror So again he is Smaller physically than All of the rest of the people in the shot But because they're all seated In the mirrors over the mantelpiece He's above all of them Which is interesting because we're about to See him even though he's sh- doesn't actually sit in this uh, this Position in their friendship group He kind of becomes the alpha here He dominates this scene And I think it's interesting that Aster both shows A reflection of him rather than the actual him And uses that reflection to place him In a false position of Superiority Yeah, because it's not Really him it's his reflection is above Them all and it, I, because what he says Is hey guys Danny's Danny's coming up and they're all like Okay we Hate your girlfriend, but that's fine. We can, um, we do want us to clean up. And he's like, no, no, it's fine, it's that. fine. Also, I told her that she could come on the Sweden trip, and they're all like, "What the fuck did you just say?" And he goes, "But, but she's not going to say no. She's, she's gonna not going to s- do it." Well, he doesn't. He doesn't say she's going to say no. He says she's not going to come. And they're like, "Oh
1: right, yeah." They're hmm. like,
0: "So did you?" Did you ask her? And he goes, "I asked her, and she accepted, but she's not gonna come." And they're what all like,
1: "Fucking asshole!" Yeah,
0: and they're all like, "I don't all right. know." Yeah, and the one guy goes, "Okay, all right, that's cool." I, we thought you were saying something different there for a second, and I—you yep. can tell—they're all like, "Guys, this is going bad on us here." I <laughs> think. <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then he like he's like all right cool just so we're all cool and they're like yeah we're cool and he goes okay cool. Oh and one more thing. Uh it was your idea to have her come along. You asked me to ask her. Yeah, I had nothing to do with this. Okay. Hey Danny how's it going? And they're all like Hey. Hey, hey when this is all done you want to talk about not being friends with this guy anymore?
1: Yeah, no shit dude. <laughs> you can oh man they're, they're all secretly trying, like, do we have to go to Petra's place? Can we all maybe just go to, like, Portugal or something instead? Ditch I, this motherfucker? I, like, almost feel, like, yeah, I
0: almost feel like they're like, guys, if we all transfer our credits to a new school, but don't tell him. <laughs> so only- they're
1: going to change their majors and everything <laughs> just to get away from this fucking asshole. It's, it's just I don't want to go to a liberal arts college. Well, I want to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. A, you don't want to go to a liberal arts college? Well, do you want to keep being friends with Christian? All right, oh. I'll study philosophy. <laughs>
1: Fuck, well, I, I guess I'll go to a trade school. It's whatever. one more
0: year of school, guy. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, fuck it. You know, I was almost done, but I guess I'll be a lineman or uh right. lineman. Lineman make a shitload of money. A ton of money. Ton of be money.
1: A, go be a pipe fitter and make a ton of fucking
0: a money. Ton. Yeah, like this sounds like we're joking, but listeners, any of you out there don't know what you want to do, it, but you know you want a shitload of money. Trade school is a for real option, man. Oh my yeah. god, my brother was thinking about doing lineman work for a while. I was like, what? Why? He's like, because I could buy like four trucks a year. (laughs) Because I like money. (laughs) Yeah, money's banging, and uh, most of his, a bunch of his friends are. You heard of unions?
1: I work forty hours a week, (laughs)
0: baby. (laughs) Um, so Christian, Christian, and Danny basically stand in the entryway and stare at the four friends, and they're like, "Hey, everyone!" And they're like, "Hey," silence. Like, again, like, Ari Aster's use of awkward silences.
1: I just feel like this is a friend group that just is a friend group because they couldn't find any other people to hang out with. I don't get any sense that they're all, like, super chummy. They go and they hang out the bars together, but it all just seems like a relationship of convenience. But it's inconvenient at the same time. Yeah. Is this sort of the people you got thrown together with at church camp, and
0: you have to associate with them? I feel like there's some genuine warmth between. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember all their names at this point. But like the the Swedish guy and the like drug hungry, pussy hungry asshole the jester, guy. The, joke, the jester. The Yeah. yeah. The, the jokey character. I feel like... and um and also the uh the the like primary rival of Christian like the black dude. Yep. I feel like those three have some level of camaraderie. You know what I right. mean?
1: Well, Petra how do I forget his name. Is it
0: Petra? That's the name of a band. Um it's Pe- 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 Pedro. It's not what the hell is his name? Uh I only have like 70 pages of notes. I'm sure it's in here somewhere. The the cult one, yeah, yeah. But
1: he's gonna <laughs> come up, come across as friendly with everyone because he has to because he is he's wooing them, right? To come I... to Sweden and die in a barn,
0: <laughs> and uh, have ever have them get all of his like air quotes sisters pregnant. Think exactly. Th- I mean, dude, Pele. Pele, Thank his you. name's Pele. Yeah, okay.
1: Petra I've... is Petra is like a Christian heavy metal band or something, isn't it? No, that's Petra. Petra's Petra
0: Petra's is there a man named Petra? I don't know petra, petra. I know Petra is a name. It's a mm. name. I know that I don't mm. know anything else about it, but
1: it means like rock or
0: something. Petrified? That makes sense. I'm gonna say pet- factual. Petra Pet Pet Petra Petroleum. <gasps> so it's either oil or rock. One of those two things. It's one of the two. So Christian gets p- peeled out of the room by basically the jester character, who's like, I you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey can you look at this Uh my the keys on my Keyboard for me like the dumbest excuse My R
1: is stuck can you help me with my R Yeah
0: we're gonna go into The other room and check the hinges On the cabinets you know like It's like that and then
1: You don't think they're possibly talking About her do you
0: <laughs> Yeah and they're like both staring at Danny as They do it and they're like back out of the room Staring at Danny oh it's just They don't really listen to her. but um when Danny sits down with Pele, this is one of my favorite scenes from this portion of the film Because the rest of the friend group is giving her like not even the slightest time of day But Pele, what he says is, I'm really happy you're coming with us Because we've as we talked about in part one of our coverage of Midsummer, he wants He only wants her to come Like really the friends are kind of just like bonuses Because you can give them as offerings
1: Yeah because friends are how you get her there You don't get her there Without the friend group Right
0: right but she's the She's the focus of, of Pele's attention and there's this This is the first of two times That we'll see him bring up the I understand how you feel My parents died in a fire Oof. Spoilers. Go to the Oof. end of the movie. I wonder how his parents died in a fire. You say, hmm. "Oh, look at that burning building over there." Full of... I wonder. I wonder. Did they volunteer as tribute? I feel like they did. But this is that weird cult thing again. You mm-hmm. know where he's like, he's like, Danny, my parents died in a fire, and uh, then I was, I had a family, and it, you know, like when he when he does this speech again in about an hour the way that he sells this i'm going to air quotes it here but when, the way he sells this community mm-hmm. you know is so enticing even as even as a viewer knowing that shit is going bad knowing that some of these tourists have been killed by this point in the film when he's like and i felt held by my family
1: yeah do and, you feel held by him,
0: Yeah, he's like, Danny, and he goes, everybody deserves that. Everybody deserves a family. Everyone deserves to feel held. And you know that it's a line of shit, and he's just <laughs> keeping her there. Oh to, my god, as,
1: it's so uh, ruthless. He is so good at the lie that not only is he convincing
0: Danny, he's convincing us and, at the same time. And I think that is the that right there, what you just said, is the, is the trick of the film. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, With one addition Which is I don't think he's lying No he's not I think he I think he buys the line That he's saying So deeply It doesn't work otherwise Right right And that's That's the That's that weird gray area that, That Ari Aster And his cinematographer here Are able to Weave into this movie Where you're like Like I You know in your brain That all these nice things They're saying These nice things They're doing All of the support Like that that moment where like Danny's having an emotional breakdown and that group of women are like feeding into her emotions, right? Part of that is really beautiful because this is a group of people who are all here to sort of emotionally vibe with you and help you get through this thing and we're all in this together. But yeah, but everyone else is dead right now, you know? Like yes. it's the part that you forget.
1: Meanwhile, your boyfriend is Impregnating one of the uh, women on drugs. Yeah,
0: they're all they're all moaning at him. These chicks are all moaning at you. Everyone feels kind of emotionally supported, but really off center. Like, but I but I don't want to jump too far ahead. But when yep. uh, when Pele does his this first speech, where he's like, you know, I lost my family in a fire. She goes, I want viewers to who are watching this movie for the first time to really truly note. Danny's face. I think the actress is Florence Pugh. I think that's who that is. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Mad. Mad shout out to this actress, which we did in the first part as well, but this is truly like a this is truly like the performance of a lifetime and this is one of my favorite moments. She's kind of like smiling at him, right? You know. And then he says, you know, I like I lost my family too and her face goes, "Oh. The mm. the O." That comes out when she realizes what he's doing Which is he's gonna console her And try and empathize Because her family all just died Because her suicidal sister killed everyone So when her face like "Eh," It's like you watch a smile Like one of the tacks came loose And it "Eh, eh, eh, eh," it like slides down You know And then the, the broken minute uh oh That comes out of her mouth I, I, it's Daniel Day Lewis moment for me man. Yep. It truly is It's just exceptional And then you want to talk about a movie that just doesn't let up on awesome It gives you that performance beat Which is just like cr- Squeeze your heart And make you cry And she goes I'm just gonna go to I'm just gonna go to the bathroom And we, do, we follow her up We go to a bird's eye And we're tracking straight down And she hits the bathroom door And we pan We're, we're like tracking along and we track straight into an airplane.
1: Fucking brilliant, man!
0: Yeah, we're in an apartment one second and in an airplane bathroom the next, and we're on our way to Sweden. And we have no time to like get ready for it because we're on our way.
1: But it's as soon as we as soon as oh we're in it, it everything fits into place. You know the rest of the conversations that have happened. You, right. you don't. There's no no. There's no necessary catch up because. Oh well, she obviously said yes. She she continued to go on this journey. Right. She's she, she's here. Yeah. Yeah. It's And it, she's still she's still emotionally fucking wrecked over this tragedy and
0: it's it's great editing because it yeah. it does there's no need to give us any more. It's one, two, nope. skip a few. We've laid all the pieces in place and now with one very fluid, surreal it's like pretty surreal, like put you back on your heels editing choice, bang, we're to the next we're into the next act. Seamlessly, it's beautiful. Oh, um, I love it. And then the 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 really trippy cinematography. A lot of it's been that kind of like beautiful close up moving camera hereditary work. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the portion of the film where we start to see more of the surreal camera movement. Yeah. Um. One of my favorites is they're, They get. They do. A, they arrive in Sweden and they're driving out to. To Pele's village, and one of the
1: one of the several nods to Kubrick.
0: Yeah, yeah, the uh, the flyovers and stuff. But mm-hmm. what I was in particular, and I, I think we did talk about it in part one, but I can't remember when uh, the camera go starts to do. It's like whoa! Oh,
1: the flippy do. Yeah, yeah, like we're
0: going over, we're going over, we're going over, and there is something. That and then, so it flips completely upside down. So the sky is below us. We have uh, we have a road above us, and like it's those big um uh, deciduous trees on either side of the road, like hanging down like teeth, like sp- stalactites on either side. And he doesn't cut. He j- we just keep driving upside down for minutes. Or not not minutes, but it's like it's like thirty or forty seconds. It's, it's long, long enough
1: to be like uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, where you're like your brain. When you see it for a second, you're like, oh, that's kind of weird But when, as it goes on, you're like mm. I don't have any I don't have any ground beneath my feet I don't have yeah. any ground beneath my This is, and there's, I can't, you feel claustrophobic Because there's no sky above you mm-hmm. You're hemmed in And all that's below you is you're going to fall You know, like, it, your brain sits with that Too long, and you start to get really anxious It's awesome um, And then it, it Kind of Stays that way Until we get to um Let's see the Oh these are people from These are young people From my village uh. Um So then they arrive At the like The staging post Outside the village And I wanted to get Your opinion w- What do you think The purpose of the Staging post is
1: Like where they all Sort of meet up
0: For yeah. the first time Are they Do they all Meet up at this field So that they can all Enter the village together Yeah, I think so Wait I think for it's the more of a, To arrive Yeah it
1: looks like because you go one or two at a time, it's it, it isn't as meaningful, right? Where you wait, mm, mm-hmm. let's wait until we get a large group gathered. We'll have some festivities amongst each other. We'll 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 break the ice. It gives you a chance to sort of do those weird, awkward ice things before you get to the grandparents' uh, house. I see, right? I see.
0: Everyone, yeah. so everyone knows each other going in, yeah, and we exactly. don't have to so, do all that. So
1: o- by the time you get to the village, you're not a stranger.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying, and that 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 way you can jump right into the exactly. ritual. You've you've broken down all the the initial barrier. It's the
1: yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a prologue.
0: Yeah, and post. so do you think? And this is another question I, I had for you. Do you think that so they're also retur- returning from their trips outside? We see yep. by the end of the movie, like oh, and he's Pe- Pele gets uh, honored because not only did he bring. Like five sacrifices Four sacrifices One of them was the May, May Queen. Queen Yeah Do you think that this is Kind of like their Rom Where they go out and, and have their time In the world And then choose to return Or not Or do you think this yeah. is Literally like um, uh, Oh god What was it called Uh, It was It's Called flirty fishing I can't remember what What cult it was it's either heaven's I think it's heaven's gate mm-hmm. do you think I'm wondering if this is like Ram Spriga or if this is like literally a Fishing line cast out into the world
1: I think more the second I, I really Think because of the side I think With the with what we know Of this cult from you know What we experience with right, it right, right. I, I feel like it's you Wouldn't want to leave you go to bring these people that there's no Rumsprigga, because that's not even a consideration you are so like
0: you're held so by in, this. yeah you, you're yeah. like an agent kind of Absolutely. you know a tool okay
1: and i feel like if somebody didn't come back that would be a rare occurrence and if they did after some time they'd be in the hut
0: for sure so, like punished for their their yeah.
1: lack but i don't think they i don't think they were viewed as a punishment because they're an insider be more like you are you have volunteered as a sacrifice and they make it a nice Warm thing because you were part of the cult. If you were an outsider, then you would be
0: right. Then that's and that's a cult tactic is weaving a, yeah. turning a punishment into a reward and blurring the Absolutely. lines between the two. Yeah, good. You point. will feel. You will feel no pain, <laughs> dude. This is so milk of the poppy, milk of the puppy You know, and they're like, ah, yes, I won't feel any. I lo- I love that too when they drink and they're like, yeah, I feel no pain, and it hits the dude's legs and he starts screaming <laughs>
1: it's like, oh no! It's like I fucked well, up. I love I love that because everything they know is a fucking lie. Yeah, and that—that and that is proof of it, right there at the very end. Like,
0: holy fuck! It's all spin. Everything is just spin. All spin. <laughs> um. Okay. So di- that first, that first meet and greet, they all get together and they're like, "Hey, how's it going? Oh, nice to meet you." Tell me I'm wrong, man, but Danny taking mushrooms that right at that moment? Does that not, not seem idea. like the – it's like the worst, single worst idea in the it's history like of the universe. going to
1: a three-day concert in the woods, like the uh, – the uh, what do they call it? The the light festival, the Michigan – the one in like the UP or whatever, where it's like three days, 15 bands. You get fucking you – don't, you don't do the mushrooms on day one. You kind of – you smoke a bunch of weed and you like figure out where everything is. Yeah, yeah. Your game plan.
0: Day two, two and a half is when you. Then you can maybe play can... that. They've been off the plane for like a ha- an hour. You don't know <laughs> where
1: you are. You're like, I guess mushrooms is a good idea.
0: Well, I love. I oh, by the way, the jester's name is Mark. Um, but I I love that the Danny.
1: Fool. He's referred to.
0: Huh. The fool. Yeah. Yeah. But that's
1: okay. I mean, it's the same thing. But it's says kick the fool. It's a very important
0: it is especially when we're talking about tarot cards because the fool is uh it's actually zero it's uh zero it's major arcana key 0 which is it's the it's the starting point the the major arcana of tarot cards represent a human being's journey from being totally uninitiated and being like kind of an idiot going out on their own when they're young And then following that arc all the way, I can't remember what the last card is. It's either Judgment or the World. It's one of those two. But it represents like the entire spiritual arc of someone who's delving into these like deeper esoteric. It's important to know that
1: death isn't the last card.
0: It's not. Death is actually. This is something that people who get into tarot don't realize right away. But death is actually a very positive card. Death is good. Death is a card that indicates change and oftentimes positive change. The card right. and even the devil is not necessarily that bad a card. The card you want to avoid is the tower. The tower is fucking that's super bad news. King knows it. Yeah. Uh Sorry. King King definitely knows. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Stephen King talk. I
1: I just got goosebumps for not even kind of really talking about him brief you of the said name, his name all, and
0: yeah like the, the all the oh, is he here is he here i is feel his here? presence
1: <laughs> the shining is is a is a hidden dark tower book all of his books are dark tower books oh well, my god harry potter's a dark tower
0: book anyway. i remember the first time i read a hearts in atlantis and realized that it was Peace part of and fuck what Sorry. Yes, did no, so you realize? That? Yeah, it was I realized it was part of a it was part of a story that I wasn't privy to. I still haven't read any of the Dark Tower books. I'm going to do the Gunslinger this this oh, yeah. December, but uh I was when I was reading Hearts and Atlantis, you <laughs> do that thing where you're like, "Oh. Oh, this is not a standalone book. This is a different this is a universe he's working in." Yeah. And I need to go and see what that's about. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so she they do mushrooms. I love that she's like, "I'm just going to I'm going to take a second and get grounded." the most reasonable thing that anyone has said here. And then Mark is like, "Bro, but we got to do like these mushrooms, right?" And Christian's Christian's like fake bullshit I'm going to wait thing. Cuz he goes That pressures her into doing it. It does in a way, but also it's a yeah. way for Christian to flex on the rest of his friend group again. Yep. Because he goes he goes, "Danny, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and and do this with you." And she goes, "Okay, thanks." And then Mark Mark points out we can't if we do them at different times we'll come up at different times we'll be on a different arc we'll be totally different trips, like what do you want to? And then this is where Christian does that flex where he goes well do you want to wait for us? So now, like for real, I understand Danny being reticent. That's cool. Let her sit this out. What Christian? He's the worst. He's
1: playing both sides, man. He's making her feel guilty because uh, I'll wait for Danny. It's fine then he's flexing on his boys like so you're gonna wait for us and he He, looks
0: good either way
1: either fucking way because
0: if Danny ends up doing the mushrooms Christian didn't hold them up because he was this he lent some support to her and she felt comfortable but if the friend group if the friend group doesn't wait they look like assholes and Christian looks like a good guy if the friend group does wait Christian looks like a good boyfriend. Because he yep. made the group wait until the mushrooms start He's just total cunt
1: He puts himself he in the a position absolute... to <laughs> Win either way all the fucking time Until he's sewing up in a bear He's just like oh, the fuck yourself. He's
0: the human version of like a wet dump man He's just the
1: ah, <laughs> Just a salty wet dump Yes it's like he sucks 20 fucking chicken McNuggets Ugh. with
0: no sauce Just And again like I And only because he's so shitty But boo T- tip of the hat to you, Mr. Actor, whose name eludes me I've, It's been too long since I saw it to know yeah, who know. you are I think you're Will Poulter, but I don't know Listen, man, whoever plays Christian the way, When he looks over at Mark, he's like, D- uh, do you want to wait for us? Just lets it sit, just looking at him, letting it sit Um, Danny does her mushroom tea What do you think of the, ch- this is the first like drug trip we've seen It will not be the last What do you yeah. think of it?
1: I like it. So this this is a hard it's a hard thing to do in film is to show the trip. Uh, we we see like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas. You see through the eyes of Hunter S. Thompson as the lizard people start to. <laughs> we can't stop here. This is Bat Country. And right, right. And showing through the eyes of what the person on the trip is seeing, which we very much get here. Yes. Uh, and I think it's subtle enough when it starts where you just oh things are not quite right. Like the earth coming up into the tree. It made me remember I had some like very subtle flashbacks from (laughs) previous trips I've been on. Sure. Like, oh, this is this is a filmmaker who has maybe done a drug showing you what it's like to be on a drug and it feels honest. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like, oh, we're gonna do
0: that was actually something that Bird was talking about when she watched this was, uh, it, she, you know, she has a little bit of experience, uh, but both – I think we've told the the story on the podcast before, but that that sort of, like, gentle texture-weaving, texture-changing thing, there's two ways you can do a psychedelic drug trip, and they're kind of nuts – um the psychedelic drug trip can either be like melting colors paint running down the walls demon faces stretching through the yes. you know you could do that or you could do like look do you see Danny the trees are breathing and you can yeah. see the trunk and actually this happens pretty frequently throughout the rest of the film where you're not sure if you saw what you thought you saw exactly you know where you're like when you look at the trees, like the tr- like there is like a little bit of ripple where like things are bending and flexing, kind of like you're- it, oh, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, yeah, we-
1: yeah. Is like is it the wind moving the the leaves or am I seeing movement? And it's in the audio. It's fucking everywhere, man. It's fantastic.
0: They'll Some du- of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, they do- they'll double voices up sometimes and kind of. Paint. They're not
1: even this the fucking with like the group of people that are laughing. Yes, and she you think that they're laughing at you, but no, they've been laughing. They're just laughing. Yeah, because they're fucked up too. Oh, no, they're, they're just laughing. They've been they're laughing. laughing at you. Yeah, yeah,
0: everybody said they've been laughing, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And then so she she's chilling, Mark. Grass is growing through her hand I love when uh, when Mark is like What what time is it? Christian goes It's uh, 10.30 He goes what? 10.30 in the morning? He goes no it's 10.30 at night He goes why is it light out? This is wrong I don't like this (laughs) He's like He is
1: me when I'm on (laughs) mushrooms
0: I like Pele just being like It's okay Mark I promise. You know, like, he's tripping too. Like, it's the moment when someone starts to freak out, and everyone else is like,
1: You need to calm down. Flip to the B side of the fucking white album. You'll be all right. You're freaking, you know, man, you're fine. Everything's fine. Don't wreck
0: this for the rest of us. Yeah, you're about to bring us all down to your. I'm going to lay down on the ground. All of you lie down too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just so good.
1: It's, it's right. It's like it's, it's riding and shot by someone that has done a drug and has, for, for sure, probably been that person. And is that's it, it feels honest because it's probably yeah. Ari at some point was like, "I need you all to lie down. Everybody lie down. Everybody
0: lie down." <laughs> like at some only
1: way, only way we get through it is we all close one eye and lie down. Okay, the only way this works, guys.
0: Uh, what are, what's on the TV? No, no, no. Turn no, that no, off. No, That's no, beyond no, the Black it. Rainbow. We don't watch that right now. We turn off the Devil's Box when yeah. we're on mushrooms. <laughs> yes. We need to get vinyl out, and it cannot, it cannot be distorted. Oh we, no! I clean. need. It's got to be super clean, Cat man. Stevens. We need Cat Stevens now, stat. Um. So Danny starts to kind of have a little bit of an issue because she's got grass growing through her hands she's freaking out a little so she's going to get up and walk and i i think i pointed this out in the um in the first part but the point when she she's doing okay with the grass growing through her hands she's doing okay with like watching the leaves and the tree breathing the, what what fucks her up is when mark says you guys are my family yeah you guys are my real family and that second family the audio changes like all the like woo- all the floaty stuff Just cuts out And it just becomes Like a word Family And that's what Danny's That's when Danny Starts to like Hyperventilate And she that's has her to her trigger up. word baby That's right So She goes and gets Laughed at by a bunch Of high people Refuses to hang out With some people Who are having like A sausage cookout Which she's
1: I would have been At that picnic
0: table In a hot second I'm going to say like, that's two fuck-ups in a row, because the laughing people, they look like they're having a blast.
1: I'm going to sit down. What's y'all laughing? Is it me? What, I got something on my face? Yeah, what's going on? Where are you going? It's
0: gone? Where is it? Yeah, oh. like, when you sit down, like, is it, do I have a booger, or are we all just wrecked on mushrooms? You know, like? <laughs> yep. And then the next people are having a cookout, and she's like, no, I'm going to go in this little, like, uh, like black, unlit outhouse.
1: I'm gonna go in the shitter where it's dark and creepy, and my sister is hiding in the corner. <laughs> Holy cause...
0: shit, dude! When she like gets the when she like lights the match, and you see the the sister in the background with like the you know the that it's gonna be that that recurring image that we see the haunting like gaping mouth tube, <sighs> that horrible shit. I know it was wild sound. Was um, gross. It was gross. Um, and then when she turns back around. This is where, look, this movie, you know, we talked about it last time. This movie, you know, five minutes in, this is a killer flick. But when she turns around and her face is like, like one eye is too big and it's all, she bangs out the door and uh, we learn goes and passes out in a field for like. For like half a day. Yeah, like, like, oh, we've been sitting here for 20 hours. It's not that long, but like. No,
1: but it's a long fucking time. Like this is hours.
0: And she's like how, she's out. how long have I been Asleep and the number you hear is like Well we've been here for eight hours Nine hours or something like that and you're like What the fuck she, did it get Dark got dim for like a little Bit and <laughs> Wow <laughs> I know it's so brilliant Especially Especially given this like Oh excuse me I have to burp but yeah. uh But yeah this the, the movement from there To the to the actual Village which is the next bit what did you think of? What did you think of that? G- going from they wake up, they hike into the village. What did you think of their little brief moment between the staging area? And th- because it's it's a talk about ticks.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because Ari Aster is terrified of bugs, and the whole reason that that conversation exists is because there's tons of fucking bugs where they were. Yeah, and Ari on shooting would have like a beekeeping suit on for most of the shit because he hated bugs. So that's why this conversation takes place Is because Ari is terrified of ticks And the story that, that, that uh, Fool tells about Mark, yeah About Mark or whatever And the tick thing Is like based on actual events and shit Like,
0: Yeah, it's true I, I had yeah. to look that up too They said, um they said like oh there's there's no ticks are they and then goes actually Pele says actually Sweden has a big tick problem
1: yeah they do
0: they do this is I, I was like do they really but I looked it up and and they have like I think it was the year this came out was 2019 I'm pretty sure the year before that was like the most um, hospital it was like the most tick bites or most like hospitalizations due to tick-borne illness that they'd had ever was yeah. like the year before this they have a massive problem with Lyme disease. In Sweden just because of the crazy Amount of ticks that are there that's 100% True mm-hmm. which when you You know watching the movie it's kind of a fun th- A fun like little bit Especially when Mark's like My uncle got Lyme disease what does he say like the my uncle's got Lyme disease that shit Fucks you up yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. whatever He's saying <laughs> So it becomes like a little a little bit And then we round the bend and there is yeah. What did you think of the Set design we talked a little bit about it But dude this is really yeah. our
1: so, so a funny. Not a funny thing, but a lot of times when when I watch a movie and we have this sort of reveal of a settlement or whether it's the village in M. Night Shyamalan's The Village,
0: right, right? Or
1: when we're we're introduced when we we walk through the through the opening and there the place is. Most of the time, it feels very studio, right? Like sounds very backlotty. Yeah, or yeah. It feels like the designers the imagineers from disney put it together right, right like oh uh, Got that, like oh here it is it's a small world
0: they, they make a they make a, a capital m capital v medieval village
1: absolutely and this feels like it's been here
0: this feels like a real place
1: cared after and that it's it looks new but shows where where it needs to like it's well because a lot of times i think the 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 mistake that that uh, set designers make when they're like this village has been here for centuries they make it look old right right but This it doesn't look old right it you, looks fairly new because you're taking care of it you live there you're right. making reference. there's not going to be a thatched roof that's falling apart
0: right right and you're all the, the boards little, aren't like rotten and, and exactly. yeah
1: exactly but this place looks new, but if you look close, it's old as fuck.
0: Right, like like some of the central beams are very yes. old, and some of the some there's this one hut that's just amazing. It's one of my because I don't know, I it must be because Astor takes such care with his f- films. But there's this hut that like goes down a hill. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Where it yep. kind of it kind of like the roof like is at an angle and it slopes yep. down this hill and it reminds me visually of what she looks like when she's in her big flower mountain dress at the end Oh,
1: like a, a, a slopey sort of yeah that like
0: kind of That's it's weird. some of the buildings mm. look a little caterpillary to me and she looks a little caterpillary to me in that last shot when she's she's like draped in her flowers and she's she's kind of caterpillaring and really she's like lurching like a slug along the ground but one of the things i like about it's that horrifying. caterpillar thing is, you know what you know, you end up with a butterfly at the end, and that butterfly is maybe her smile. Like you could call this movie the metamorphosis, basically from this point on.
1: You Absolutely.
0: Know? Um. So I I have a note about this first walk into the village that I love, I, and it's it goes into what you were saying where things look a little sound stagey. Things can look a little like oh, it's a medieval village or whatever. These are really intricate sets that are – each building is carefully considered by the people who put it together. And I'm not talking about these cult members. I'm talking about the the set builders. Absolutely. And it's important not just the structures but we also get that flute music, right? So we get people kind of walking around playing flutes we talked about it for sure in part 1 but when we get to the village we're like kind of doing a crane shot we're kind of flying and watching all the villagers but aster consciously brings us down into line with with the tourists so that we walk into the village with them that we become yep. one of them and so begins our indoctrination into this cult which is amazing and this the attention to not just the way this is shot which is like this sort of like left to right let's spin in a circle and show you the whole village As we're spinning, the flutes spin in the mix with us. So because he he did like a full surround sound mix, so if you're watching this with like a speaker setup, or if you're watching on really high quality studio headphones. They
1: are surrounding you. Yeah.
0: As you as you turn, the flutes fade behind you. But then in a weird way, as you come back around to them, they seem to like flank you. That the the flutes don't swirl the way they should. So the sound design kind of puts you off off of your balance a little bit. And the totality of this effect, this practically constructed village, these beautiful—it, I mean, you can't avoid some comparisons to Wicker Man with just.
1: The, well, it's hard. I keep I keep bringing up the village. But this I, is, that's this is good, close. But this is closer to the Wicker Man as far as that the, kind of style.
0: Yeah, it's it's got that kind of like I mean, Wicker Man's sort of like a midsummer ritual pagan yeah. thing as well. But like the scale of the practical. Set building is mm-hmm. very Impressive to me and I wrote down this is craft In the way that Cooper's and luthiers craft yeah. This movie More than many other Movies feels to me like work Done with calloused hands out in the Air getting sunburned While you're doing it we were joking about Trade school or, well we were half joking about Trade well, school I earlier yeah. we were seriously Talking about trade schools earlier But like this is that yeah. These are carpenters, man. These are this is architects and carpenters and you know the the people who built this set are craftsmen.
1: Well, that's that's where we're wrong. They didn't build a set, they built a village. The that's... people who
0: built this village are craftsmen and I yeah. that to me especially with how intricate the the symbolism and all this uh, we were talking about that cinematography earlier. I think Ari Aster what makes him and Jordan Jordan peel to a lesser extent but with Aster's movies in particular and also Eggers cuz we just talked about The Lighthouse and when you watch The Witch you'll see this I'm Watching too. it when
1: we're done. Okay. Cuz I got cuz I got to watch it when Danielle's not home and she, she's home for the holidays starting tomorrow so <laughs> it's my only opportunity in the next 5 days I'm watching it.
0: You should definitely definitely spin it and let me know what you think but like I I think that Aster and Eggers in particular those two directors are craftsmen they really understand the component parts of their art and they build it the way that you build like a like a uh, like a spanish guitar or the way that you build a cabinet like the pieces all fit together so seamlessly that you don't see the pieces you just see the whole unless you really look for the pieces like we do i love that man i love that so much
1: makes me i am i'm smiling like (laughs) <laughs> this makes me happy Like so much care goes into this shit Cause it shows man It shows It makes This movie doesn't work if you build a set This you movie only works if you build a village dude Cause that's I, the whole fucking
0: thing Part of me wonders you'd, If you can't You can't build You can't make this movie if you've got If you've got actors playing Playing a coven What you need mm-hmm. is people You need people playing a cult you need people yeah. in a cult. It's weird, man. Like the way these performances shake out, nothing nothing feels performative. Like Every Everything... filmmaking
1: is kind of the arts are kind of culty, though. So that makes sense. Like Yeah. When that... you get a group of people together to put on a play mm-hmm. or to make a, a film, you become a cult of sorts during that period of time.
0: Well, oh, Carl, so, don't, don't you become a family and you feel held by you them? You do. You're totally you do. right. I and hadn't then, thought of that, but that's totally true. And then at the
1: cast party, you feel that there's like a <laughs> postpartum depression that happens after a show or after a shoot is done, I won't see this group of people in this way ever again. It only existed for that period
0: of time. So this movie, I would say that almost like this movie ends with a cast party, kind
1: of. It, it, it fucking does. How many
0: cast parties you been to where like something's on fire, everyone's screaming by the end, bunch of people are fucked up on I've drugs been to or drugs?
1: Party where that didn't
0: happen. Yeah, like. So. The, at the end of this movie, is a cast party, and the next
1: Freaking cooking, sherry. The host has gone to sleep. You're like, "Oh, we'll help clean up." It's four in the morning. You break their popcorn maker. You're like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" <laughs> you
0: Thanks find, for hosting. You find a a, a, a rubber made of Jello shots in the fridge. Yeah, you're like, "How did we miss these earlier?" Someone she's holding out. I was yeah young. Like killer killer you know someone threw up in the chip bag like yeah. <laughs> otow playhouse has some weird cast parties um forrest roberts theater up at nmu as well yep. but that's out. it i mean yeah it's,
1: it's a it's a cult man
0: you're totally right so they've got so they've got stuff to draw on they have experience they're like oh what was it like to be in uh
1: <laughs> guys in guys guys in dark
0: Oh yeah, so basically I imagine that this cult is just what it was like to work on guys and dolls Like, oh, you missed your lines again, Robert uh, climb, the, climb the cliff and throw yourself upon the rocks
1: You need I, the new, new Sky Masterson
0: I go gladly Look, be a lady
1: um, oh, I got snake eyes again
0: so I I <laughs> as well jump on this rock and oh, I fucked it up! <laughs> oh, fucking! I can't even jump on a rock right. <sighs> stage manager's like
1: just, just, he can't even fall right. You
0: can't even fall right. This is why we did this. This is why we did this, Roger. Okay. Yeah. Yourself. You kind of. This was on you. Um, okay. I need. Uh, can we get the stage manager? Can we? Yeah. Hammer. Ha- it would
1: be the SM with a hammer, but like I called fucking places. He piece of
0: shit. Can we get a hammer to the wings? Hammer to the wings. Stage right. <laughs> Um so alright so they get to the They get to the village We talked about we talked about this intro In part one where they as soon as She starts speaking and addresses them Directly that's when we start getting subtitles Because they're roping us in further and further I actually got to My to my note about those Runes I was talking about in part one The ones that are wrong but not Not really wrong So let me just read my way through that I don't I don't I have a couple books on runes. I was working on one cuz I can't find my other two. But uh
1: I had a I had a book of the same sort but it got ruined. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> just, we need sound effects on this show. We gotta dude. do. We need, I have a, to... we need a Foley artist. Yeah, I don't our... even know what that thing is, but it's the thing where you like you shake it and it goes like. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do. I need one of those just bang, for when. A
1: bangalanger. A bangalanger
0: for when you do your dad jokes. I just We need to punctuate them somehow. I could do like a cowbell or a kazoo. I have a kazoo. <laughs> I think a kazoo All is right. the move. Like <laughs> every time you do a dad joke, um. So the runes when when Pele hands Danny that that birthday portrait, the runes on that are uh, Raido, which is it's the one that looks like an R, but the the front tail is not super long, which means or which uh, indicates a journey, an arrival, a departure, a union, or a reunion. And the other one is uh, dagaz which is sort of the um. Uh, uh, like the what the hell is it called? The the sand goes through them. You measure time with them. Hourglass. hourglass? Yeah, it kind of looks hourglassy, um, which is very interesting. I
1: said that really shitty, like an hourglass,
0: man. Um, do you mean an hourglass? I have a new puppy, uh-huh. Carl. I didn't sleep much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call the thing? It tells time. A clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, but so this is really interesting, actually. So that that rune is perfect for this film because that represents day daylight dawn a breakthrough and yeah. radical change. So that one rune is like the whole fucking movie. Now, what's weird is when he hands her this, Rido is reversed. Right? Which is weird because it's it's Rido as though in a mirror. So Rhydo's reversed, and Degas is turned on its side. Now, because Degas represents day, daylight, dawn, etc., and kind of looks like an hourglass, what happens when you turn an hourglass on its side, Carl?
1: The the sand evens
0: out. And time stops. Mm. Yeah, sure does. Because night is not coming. We are paused in daylight. So I think that is what that's... Is now shit man Now the reason yeah I wrote It day day as permanence And radical change from an unexpected Angle now the reason that I wrote that Down is I thought that maybe Rido was a mistake but because Degas is on its side It's tipped down that shows me that both of these runes are intentionally the way they are the way they sh- right Yep. right so then it becomes a game of like what does that mean i have no answers i gave you what i had which i think is like time is paused and maybe we're kind of calling back to the mirror thing where uh but but i don't know it's maybe it's her through the looking glass because we're seeing a breakthrough uh- radical change i'm not sure there's another um rune in this shot on the building behind and it's ansus which is the uh it's the f looking one but both of the the little short arms of the f are slanted slightly downward. Mm-hmm. Uh and the the building with that on it is uh, I'm pretty sure that that's actually there as part of that structure because that represents knowledge, wisdom or the mouth. Which is kind of spooky ooky when you think about when you
1: think about the how the yeah?
0: How they kind of get like the they get sort of swallowed up by this cult, and also mm-hmm. s- that particular building is where they keep um the book, their like holy texts is in there. So we do, s- which is another fucking scam. Oh wait till we get to that, oh dude. My um, fucking god. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> god damn it! It's so good. Uh, we let's see, we. D- How do you feel about because we did? I know that we covered some of this in part one. How do you feel about me giving us like a topic? Hit it real quick as I run through some notes. Let's do
1: it. Let's do it. it. So what do you
0: think? We talked about that love story tapestry in reverse. Yes, we did. Which I love, but we didn't get super deep into the the their the paintings in their sleeping space. So their story. It's each one of them. Yeah, It's, it's their tale is told.
1: Uh, it, like above them as they sleep
0: yeah they're, they're panel
1: panel for panel it's almost like precognition it's
0: yeah there was something fucking crazy there was something i thought kind of interesting about that cuz you're you're right like in that giant vaulted hall where they all sleep they've got all the cots set up it's like multi-layered multi-level i mean um on the walls we can see paintings of like you said what's going to happen to Mark and Danny and like a lot of their stories and I you can go on IMDb I didn't I didn't go on IMDb you can find there are people who have gone through every frame of every shot Uh, I
1: started and then I'm like you know I don't want to do that what I did do though was listen to several um uh like Q&A's with Ari Aster
0: right right um did he get into at all uh like what? Every like w- the art on the wall in this building is one of the great fascinations of fans it, of this film. Yeah, and get, it
1: all it, yeah, it all matters. He yeah. didn't get into detail. It's like it's it's there for you to explore and to discover. But right. every single fucking panel, every single thing that is on that wall is intentional and it means something.
0: What I was thinking about the the, the fact that their stories and their fates are also yeah. part of this. This room that is telling the story of I think this whole group it is there's there's an element of self-fulfilling prophecy there
1: well I think they seek out people that fill those positions right so it's not that we're seeing a vision of the future like the cult somehow managed to know that this would be Mark's story okay they found someone whose personality when they went fishing would naturally align itself with that particular story. And they manipulate that person to fulfill
0: that need. Oh my god, that's interesting So they go out in the world And basically what they're doing is We need a
1: fool, we need a this, and we need a this And they have enough time to discover The personality (gasps) types that would fit that role
0: Fuck whatever idea I had I love this idea They go out and they are gathering The archetypes of their own mythologies To recreate those stories That's fucking awesome Carl, what? (laughs) Oh my god I love that idea, man so as part of their ritual, they're like these are the things that we do every year. Every year, someone mm-hmm. gets blood eagled. Every year, somebody get somebody tries to obtain hidden knowledge and is killed by a you know whatever you know. Yep. And they go out and they find people that they can. Oh, and it's it's very cult like too. They find people that they can mold easily into those yep. roles. Yep. That's fucking brilliant, dude. Oh my God, I love that so much. Um, okay. Let's... Slide whistle. Beep. <laughs> um, my, the idea that I i now you've sold me, I'm on board with you, but I think my idea is kind of fun too. So let me throw it out there. I don't think it's correct, but I think it's a cool way to look at it, I don't which think is
1: an incorrect answer, though. That's yeah. what
0: this would be fucking brilliant. We should probably say that. Yeah. Like, Ari Aster listens, he's going to listen to this, of course, obviously, sure. and he's going to be like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> um. But I like the idea that as they're laying there, looking up at these, uh, to, to, to to use the language that I put in their heads They're looking up at these like kind of quaint Pagan pa- children's You know oh uh, the, the finger painting Oh there's some blood in that one yeah, how weird But we're trying to keep it on my But they're looking up at their own stories You know They're looking at their own futures And ju- it's just not sinking in yeah. And I think that that's part of that nature Of, of uh, uh, Self-fulfilling prophecy that I was saying At, at what point does that start to subliminally affect what happens to you in the future when you're looking at your own fate? It's all looking...
1: part of the it's all part of the brainwash?
0: Yeah, but I like the I like the oh God, I like that idea better where they're like, okay, we need. Oh, look, that's an idiot. He'll be he'll be just perfect. I'm sure we can get him molded perfectly. I'm sure Pele, when he saw this friend group, was like check, check. pre made check made. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm in am buying a, a lottery
1: ticket tonight because shit.
0: <laughs> it's it's like behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Yes. Yeah, you want you you can't just go with her though. You gotta find someone who's got a supporting cast of characters. Yep. You know, you need the oh there you go. You got the stoner. You got the jock. You're you're he's building a he's building a family bucket at KFC. Absolutely. <laughs> and he just happened to walk in and they had one spare. They're like, this has got everything you want in it.
1: Someone someone ordered this ten minutes ago. They're not picking it up. It's yours if you want it half price.
0: Yeah, curbside's in the been
1: window for a bit, but it's good.
0: Curbside's been iffy, but we've got one for you. Yeah, this they never picked it up. Alright, cool. Up, uh, Pele, could you pull your mask up for me? Thanks a bunch.
1: Yeah. And what's
0: your what's your contact info? Uh, Pele's uh, My name is Pele Pele. <laughs> each
1: of these each of the members of this friend group are a different are a different Type of mask wearer. <laughs> One is super like wears it in the car by themselves when they're driving. Yes, while, while they're walking outside. That's Danny. Probably Danny. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: That and me. That's Fucking I've started Christian, doing that.
1: Christian wears it half acidly like it's drooped below his nose because he's trying to make a good show of it, but doesn't really give a
0: fuck. And if someone ever calls him on it, he'll like he'll like pull it up he'll over his the, nose,
1: the nose and, scoop, yeah, and
0: then he'll pout a little bit and blame it on his mask somehow. Like all yeah. oh, the elastics on these, you know. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh,
1: tenth day on this one. I feel chin wear. Who's the chin like really doesn't give a fuck. There's no reason they have it on I their think, face. It's I think
0: Christian is the chin wearer. Okay. Mar- no, Mark is the chin wearer. Christian is the nose dangler. We got the little <laughs> chode nose that hangs out yeah. over your underwear mask, <laughs> you know?
1: I um, never not see that meme whenever I would <laughs> <I'm an> asshole <laughs> with his nose peeking out I'm like you're a dick. It's hanging out of it's your. It's like branches, a dingly
0: little dingling. <laughs> Do you, I think Pele is the one who's always got it like on his ear. Yep,
1: yeah, it hanging. It's on, always like, hanging on his like ear, like Maverick in between dogfights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: <laughs> he's the Maverick. Yeah, but also Pele is the dude who, if he sees someone approaching, or if he's like suddenly, oh shit, someone's around, he gets it on real quick, and then he does his smile, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, and he does the that thing. And then I think we're out of ways that you can wear your mask.
1: I think that's it. You, you just don't give a fuck. You don't wear it. Like, ah.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe Christian's a mask denier.
1: Christian's a mask denier.
0: <laughs> yeah, this probably isn't even real, though, Danny. Like, yeah, I can All see right.
1: that. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's the pandemic, Danny. Uh, <laughs> don't you ever don't you even watch documentaries?
0: Sorry to sorry to date the show and, and freeze it in history forever, no, listener, but bro You
1: just turn turn the hourglass
0: on its side, baby. We sure did. Yeah. Uh, the world's weird right now, future listeners. Stuff is strange. Okay. One of my favorite things ever is <laughs> when they're all sitting at the, the, the first feast, right? They're all hanging out at the at the tables and we see the girls plucking flowers backwards. They're walking backwards and plucking flowers, right? Which I think, by the way, has something to do with time. I think that has something to do with like moving backwards and holding and uh, like reaping spring, but not, I don't know. I'm not positive. I would like to understand the inner workings of this cult for sure.
1: I think that one is he just thought it looked unsettling.
0: I mean, it does for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, probably like the. Oh, Thing which yeah. is it's just Something about it is kind of Weird you know it's it's that Henry James thing one more turn of The screw you know yes. um, But one of my favorite moments, I think You need Mark in this movie you really do Four lines like Somebody should tell those girls they're walking stupid <laughs>
1: Like yeah. If you don't have Mark you're just there's no You need that little That little release valve And yeah he, without him you don't have that And it yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Mark is the Mark is the best release val- He and he's. I like that he's not around for long because there is mm-hmm. a point where we need to start ratcheting up tension. So you got to yes. get Mark out, and he does not last long. And he well, dies off screen. The
1: thing that I fucking love about him is like in in a lot of movies, even like like one of my favorites, Cabin in the Woods, where your your archetype for that clown character is too much. You're too right. You're you're pulling me out of it too much. <laughs> like right. just too much just too much
0: Have you ever seen I'm sorry I'm no, sorry Have you ever seen the, uh, the the It's a fake movie It's a movie trailer For a movie that doesn't exist It's got Christopher Lloyd in it the, It's a fake movie Called Gobstoppers Or oh Gobstoppers It's
1: been a long fucking You time have seen here, it though yeah, right I have Yes Okay
0: so This archetype That you're talking about About you can be Too much the clown Too much the goofy asshole they put that that character into that ad it's they they stop at a at a gas station and get some candy bars in this fake ad and that's how they get the hey guys, it's the golden ticket and they end up in the like evil willy Wonka place yes. but the guy who the the like the guy who uh is this mark character he goes uh he's like oh look at these weird old candy bars that dude leans his head and he goes my boner's got weird old candy bars <laughs> Yep. and you're like oh look it's ticket golden tickets to the chocolate factory he's like we are gonna get so laid this weekend like he's just so fucking over all the way over the top and he dies horribly yep. in the in the ad but i see that's exactly that character the like Oh, yeah, dude, there's going to be... Mark even does this in the bar. There's going to be so many hot, blonde women that you could be impregnating this summer. It's like, he's scummy, but kind of funny. But you probably... like. I have friends like this. You know, where you're like, sometime... If if we were ever going to go somewhere where there was a sacred tree... Would not take some of certain of my no, friends. certain
1: friends yeah. do not come along. You're going to pee on the tree. Yeah, you're going to make a joke about the tree. You're going to try. <laughs> you're no. going to say the
0: girls are walking stupid. You know, like.
1: <sighs> some people you don't take to the cult meetings.
0: For sure. For sure. Like you got your cult friends and then you got your friends' friends, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this, the the walking stupid thing, that happens at the Atashtupa, which is. Spoilers: the uh, ritual suicide that kind of is it
1: their first? Is it, it's their first group <laughs> dinner with the cult where the stupa happens, isn't it? Uh, I it
0: think, is. I th- oh the word is by the way I had to look this up. It's it's a t t e s t u p a. It's a real thing. Uh, at the it's at the stupa I think. At the stupa. At the stupa. Um, but I th- I think there's something. There's something really cool about this if you're playing the runes game if you're if you're keeping track of the runes as we go through because I, I can't remember if this is their first dinner I think it is I think they just kind of like settle in for the night go to yep. bed and then the next day is the
1: Atastupa. what's the Atta stupa
0: yeah and I I love the one character's response where he's like a real he one? knows yeah he's like is it real and he goes it's pretty real and he lays back like I'm about to see some shit let's before remind me to come back to him cuz i have a question for you about your thoughts on that character but in that that dinner the or the the meal before the at the stupa the tables are oriented in a rune the rune is um i'm i'm not positive how to pronounce this norwegian's that are the the scandinavian languages are kind of tricky um but i think it's it's either othila or otila it's essentially degaz, which is the hourglass but if you knock the bottom out of the bottom chamber So it's like an X with a roof on it See what I'm saying? Yes So Come in um, So the Othila stands for Home Hearth Family Inheritance Tradition I think tradition's what we're Kind of mm. leaning on here But well, Yeah But also what it does Is Let's the sand out of the hourglass. If you're just looking at them as symbols, now you're erasing time entirely. And in a movie where the sun never sets, and we very rare we get a, like sporadic sleeping scenes, it can become difficult to track what day it is. In well, a,
1: they too, because there's a baby constantly crying, so they're not sleeping. They're sleep deprived. So,
0: which is a cult tactic. Yep. Um. I. What do you think? So, actually, this would be a great time to talk about this because Mark even points it out. He goes. God, I'm so fucking hungry It's like they make it disgusting on purpose Yep Which they might be doing Yeah Yeah. So the two There are two primary cult tactics By the way Listeners, if you haven't started listening to Last podcast on the left If you're at all interested in cults Serial killers Aliens Weird shit That is the podcast to go check out I've listened to I'm really interested in cults So having listened to all of their cult episodes Heaven's Gate uh, Scientology, etc the two tactics that are almost universally employed, especially by Rikyo, a Japanese death cult that was responsible for the uh, the sarin gas attacks in Japan in the nineties, fuck, sleep deprivation. Because when you're sleep deprived, it's very difficult to think. If you have a, too many days where you can't where you don't sleep, you, your critical thinking just goes in the shitter. Two, underfeed them. Because that keeps them physically weak And your brain runs Your body But your brain runs on calories You know You need calories to think So if you're not sleeping And you're not eating You become weak and malleable That's what this fucking cult Does to these fucking people man Maybe they make the food disgusting on purpose So that these travel Maybe tra- they do Maybe they do And especially You got a bad night's sleep And no food And then you go and watch this At the stupa
1: Your brain breaks
0: Yeah Um so let's talk about the At- unless you're
1: unless you're Josh,
0: oh, <laughs> unless you're Josh, jo- uh, Josh is the one who was like, "Is it real?" That guy, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's the one that 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 knows what it is, but won't tell anybody. He's like, "You know what the extra stupid
0: is? Tell me." He's like, no, "That's good." You find out. Tomorrow. You find you out. You find out. So let's talk about Josh. What do you think of his char- What do you think of that character? Why would you? What do you think of his decision to not warn his friends that what they're about to see might scar them for the rest of their lives?
1: I think there's a lot going on with that. I think Josh knows that if this is an actual out of stupa, then he has a chance to to write the most incredible thesis ever and and make his his mark on anthropology. Like whatever. Like he's he sees if this is the real if this is a real fucking deal that I'm going to see tomorrow. I have an opportunity. From an intellectual standpoint, for from, from my college paper, for my doctoral thesis, right. this is a fucking holy grail. If I let on what might happen tomorrow to my group of friends, we won't be here tomorrow oh, when this happens.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: I think there's a little bit of that, and I also think it's a little bit of he might not, he might think he knows what it is, but I don't think he knows to the extent of what it is. Two people jumping off of a cliff. Right, so right,
0: he he's aware of what it entails, right. but I think he wants to see how far they're going to go with it. Exactly,
1: it's like are they going all the way, all the way? Or are we going to get a pantomime? Like, but I think it's I think that somewhere deep in him, he knows that this probably is going to be real. And if it is, if I'm that lucky, then I'm going right. to be I'm going to make my my mark in history at this school, nationally, internationally, as a person that like. That, that has discovered this or whatever Has brought it now to new got, light Got
0: to like view one and Got to view
1: one as an outsider And I've got, yeah So that's where I think that is coming from Like if, if he lets on what it might potentially be Those friends are going to be like Well
0: we are leaving then Yeah we're all gone, we're not going to be here for this And this sounds horrible Right His reaction later I, when uh, Christian comes in and Is like like, how are, you, how are you doing? No, Danny comes over. I think Danny yeah. Danny comes over and she's like, how are you doing? Oh, that was pretty intense, right? That was freaking crazy. And he goes, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And he's yeah. working on his thesis. He's an interesting character. They all kind of represent people out of balance, people who don't have balance. I knew, anth- so I took like a couple anthropology classes in college, but I knew a couple anthropology majors in college. Mm-hmm. And the grad students who were doing anthropology, a couple of them kind of had this thing going on where, like, they would tell you about just atrocities, right? But they would tell you with that, like, that like happy gleam or that fa- – yeah, not happy, but, like, that fascinated gleam yeah. where they – because they're interested in – so interested in the workings of societies – they lose sight of the people that make up those societies
1: it, it creates a cognitive dissonance in a way in a weird sort of way where he just saw two people moment to their death yeah but it was filtered through this oh right oh this is how this culture behaves and this is oh i can write about this and this is it, it becomes all intellectual, with no it's like nothing s- else.
0: Right, the sciences without heart are their own kind of atrocity, in a yes. way. You know, that's and
1: I. They're think... sterile and without and without human emotion attached. It's all just letters on a letters on a page. I guess, like right. I don't know.
0: And his his respect, his air quotes respect for these people is, I think, kind of false in a way because they're they're,
1: they're more like bacteria in a petri dish that you're studying through a microscope and not being part of that community
0: that is perfect that is a pitch perfect description of how he looks at him bacteria through a microscope when he finds out about their most sacred most holy texts and he asks if he can take a picture and is told no the very first thing he does is completely disregard that and he essentially goes and It'd be like breaking into a church to photograph pages of a, like the, the Bible.
1: Ult- it's the ultimate sin, man. It's sacrilege. It's fucking... Right. He's, it's rubbing your feces in the face of its fucking deities. Like, yeah, come on, he's, man. Yeah, he's
0: thinking about nothing, but he's found... He's discovered these people and they fascinate him. But all he's interested in is what, they're, what they can do for him. Absolutely. By by his observance of them. You know, like, he's he is trying to... He's trying to take advantage of, in a very real sense, these the, the hospitality of this group. Little does he know that this group is not so much an ancient religion as it is a cult. Yes. That's, and that is a deeper conversation for a different podcast and perhaps a different time, but what? where's the line? But And I think that's part of what we're being asked here by this film is, where's the line between cult and religion? Yeah. You know, well, like— it- I mean, yeah. There's a there's a famous joke about it where uh, there's a central there's a central figure of absolute power uh, in a cult. There's a central figure of absolute power who uh, you know makes up all of the rules and dominates people's lives, um, for, you know, for the for entirely. And in a religion, that dude's dead. Yep. <laughs> like that's the that's the uh, that's the my, I think it's a Joe Rogan bit actually, but that's that's this to a T. You know, they're, they're, are they serving gods? They, do they talk, they do talk a little bit about gods, right? Because they, the kids do rune carving
1: to work magic. Wow, that's like a blind spot in this whole thing for me.
0: Yeah, because I was thinking about it. They, they have two rune stones. Um, I think it's the elder, yeah.
1: I think their god is just how their society operates, is, is their deity. It's, it's the, the cult itself. Like, there's no praying to anything the, the the thing serves itself the it's, seasons
0: really yeah the season
1: yeah. yeah it's 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 spring summer winter and fall that's that's all
0: that that's what they time passing right is their god i like that it, especially with the the very um hourglass runes mm-hmm. that we have and the way that this plays with time i like that that time is their god that would explain why time behaves strangely while we're there it's like the presence of the the yeah. unseen presence of their of what of their deity,
1: and there's uh, no uncertainty about when you go because if you make it to seventy four or whatever, mm-hmm. you can't run for uh, what president it? seventy two. Seventy two is young as fuck, man. Uh, after I think I said this on episode one. It's like they need to they need to uh, the have t- a meeting and, bump and maybe and
0: extend some things a bit. Yeah. Let's kick that can, why don't we, down to maybe let's do eighty. Let's I say eighty. Let's eighty two. Eighty at least. And that leaves pl I'm thirty now, so that leaves me plenty of time to advocate for kicking it to eighty-five by the time I hit eighty, you know? Exactly. Um so well okay. There's a moment we we definitely talked about them jumping and the absolutely stellar practical effects of those heads exploding. Like the this the suicide scene isn't very shocking, very gory. And very well done, all the way around.
1: Um, I feel it in the first time I saw the scene. I felt it in like my soul box. Yeah, right. Like that that part. It's just above, just like, just above the xiphoid process, squished between my heart and right lung. Like right,
0: dead center. Yeah, yeah. Just dead center. Like a sour, sick kind of. Yeah, yeah. I felt the same way, man.
1: Like oh no, all my wind is gone now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the um, yeah, the it's kind of amazing. the The coup de you see the coup de gras hammer before yeah. ever you see someone jump, and you know the second you see that big fucking hammer, you're like, oh this is this is such a gonna this is bad. What we're about to see is going to be so about bad. To have
1: a real shining moment with that oversized croquet mallet.
0: What. <laughs> Oh is it a croquet mallet that he b- Bashes his own face in no it's a claw hammer It's a claw in the, hammer in the book yeah, yeah. Um, But the uh, No it's
1: the oversized croquet mallet
0: It is a croquet mallet that yeah. he bashes His head in yep I was Wondering do you think Clearly Ari Aster is a fan of horror films
1: Obviously yeah. he's a fan of King And he's a fan of fucking uh, Kubrick And the whole nine yards man yeah
0: do you think The, the sh- like the shepherd boy Giving us the look Right before the jump, because that, that's the only moment that I can think of in this movie where we break the fourth wall. Yeah, a, a, brief. An extra turns and looks straight at the camera. An extra looks at us, and it almost because it is like the moment before the first woman jumps. It's pretty close to when she jumps. Part of me feels like this is that funny games moment of, of you both. You wanted
1: to see this.
0: Well, I, I thought it was the little kid being like, "Are you watching?" Like mm-hmm. like looking back oh, to make yeah, sure yeah. we haven't looked away But also that funny games thing Which is when, when In funny games when he looks back and winks at us And then within 5-10 s- seconds A dead dog falls out of a car I feel like that moment Is kind of one of the moments Designed to keep the viewer on the hook
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: if you it's, We talked about it with funny games If you give us too much atrocity With no vent at all We will walk away Yep, yeah, it becomes boring. Yeah, yeah. We need something that will that will keep us in. And one of the ways you can do that is you can literally look out the screen and reach out and grab the audience. And and in the case of funny games, shoot them a wink like it's a movie. It's okay. Yep. You can keep watching. And it does. That strings you in, man. And then you watch The Dead Dog, and then you watch fucking you watch this family get tortured because you have the villains reassuring you that everything is fine the whole yep. movie though so does this cult this is a child a child looks back and as he's like i'm 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 watching are you guys watching i'm a kid everything's so, fine everything's fine don't worry about it and you keep looking and then by the time you look you want to look away it's too late and you're you're done um that rune we'd mentioned that those knives are pukos, but the central rune um uh, I I didn't write down what it is, but I wrote down that the rune on the rune stone where she they like drag their hands down it, you know. Uh, the knives, blah blah blah. It's basically that rune has essentially the same meaning as the death card in tarot. And now go with me because I think maybe I I went on some weird arcane journey when I initially took these notes. So death death is key thirteen, which is no mistake, obviously. Right. Um. And actually, if you don't mind, can I talk about the occult Very briefly and the significance of 13?
1: do, I mean, it's, I feel like it's important Okay,
0: so yeah. I'm gonna do a thing With my hands, listener, you can follow along At home, my dad explained this to me When he was explaining why the number 0 Is so important for math and for Human society in general So there are certain numbers that people Back in history could count to Right, with their hands A lot of people think you can count to 10 With your fingers, but that's not true because actually zero is a concept you can't actually have no hand I mean you can have no hands but if you're counting with your hands a fist is one right so you go one two three four five six and you can count to twelve that's why a dozen became such a big deal twelve months twelve a day broken into two sets of twelve hours you sell things in groups of a dozen because that's how many you can count too quickly and easily with your hands there's a book about this. My, I can't remember what it's called. I think it might actually just be called Zero. But there, there's this big con, one of the one of the big ideas about why thirteen is such a fucked number for humans. Like thirteen, it's an unlucky number. Oh, Friday the thirteenth. Oh, you know, like thirteen really screws with us. And I think I, this is my own personal theory. I've never read this anywhere. I think that number screws with us is because it's one beyond what we can touch, what we can tabulate. So I think it's interesting that the death card Is 13 It 12 mm-hmm. is the 12 is the limit in my head Of right. of the corporeal Experience that's what you can do with your hands Is 12 that's your life that's the world But what's 13 13 is beyond The pale there's a liminal space Between 12 and 13 So anyway insight about about Key 13 it's not Actually the end of the major arcana There are 21 uh, so death is just barely past the halfway point. And I'm wondering if that is tying into this this cult's belief system. So I haven't read this note in a while, so we're going to go on a journey together. Ready? I love it. So there are 21 major arcana. Death, the card of journey, change, transformation, is only the halfway-ish point of the journey. 13 is one step beyond the body's physical ability to comprehend. With our empty hands, we can count to 12, hence our boundary uh, hence are bound Twelve is the limit of, You see what I'm saying Twelve yep, is the yep. limit of the physical world And our experience of it So Christ who travels through death And returns with wisdom and prophecy Is thirteen etc That's why he has twelve apostles He is yep, the thirteenth he's, he's the one who can cross back and forth Between death and life Um. So I thought that that was really Important and kind of interesting That You know, oh, we give our lives gladly, but when I was thinking about other cults and magical systems and the way that other things look at the world, death isn't the end for these people. It is. Mm -hmm. So, in in a way, one of the things that appeals to I think you and or appealed to you and I about this the first time we saw it. Is it's this really intricate system that feels like it's based on this like old tradition And there's a very sort of ritualistic quality about everything that speaks to us Mm -hmm. But if you look at it on its own terms, in its own language Using the, the, the symbolism and the language of the occult and magical traditions And esoteric orders and things like that This group's beliefs are actually kind of stunted Oh very much because so Because for them Yeah for them This is the end of their journey Everything is curtailed with them Their life is cut into prescriptive boxes From this age to this age it's this yeah. From this age to this age is this And at 73 That's the end That's it And they don't talk about anything after It's
1: literally being bound by tradition Which is Dangerous Fucking super dangerous man
0: Right Um, I Loved the performance of the old woman, you know, who does the who, who does who jumps first. Mm-hmm. I love that she, you know, she she drags her hands down the down the the rune stone. She walks out to the the high place of leaping or whatever, and we cut low. We're like snail, like down on the ground, looking up at her, and she raises her hands and she just screams at the sky. And w- there's something about wailing in the high place that that got me sending your sending your cry up and th- then casting your body down you know it mm-hmm. it is gruesome and horrible and horrifying but somehow somehow and this is the this is the weird fucked trick of this movie somehow it's also beautiful you know what i mean
1: no i know yeah there's
0: there's there's something but about it her it's, it's that we were watching Game of Thrones last night And there's something about people charging into certain death Swinging a sword knowing they're gonna die That gets me teary-eyed Something yeah. about the Spartans being like Tonight we dine in hell And then they just go to work Knowing that they're all fucked They're all going to die but doing it anyway There's something about that bravery Butch
1: fate. and Sundance running out into the Thelma yep. and
0: Louise You know like yep. there's there, that that is a thing we've talked about it on the show before. Like that's a thing that pulls your heartstrings. That kind of bravery in the face of certain destruction, you know. And there's there's something about this moment that when the the grand high poobah lady comes over and she's like trying to explain the ritual to to Danny and Co. When my time comes, I'll go gladly. You know, when she when she says that, when it's my time, I will go. Yeah, yeah, we will give. this was a thing of great joy for them. And because of that performance Because of the like The calling up to the sky And then it's so rich And she casts herself down And it's quick Hers is quick Pop That head goes like a grape skin Man It's uh It's amazing And then Because of that Because we had that beautiful moment When the high priestess comes over And she's like No it's cool You're like Yeah guys Is it though? (laughs) Well now Now yeah You get a couple watches in And you're like No lady Fuck you This is horrible But that first time through you almost like turn to Danny and the group with your arms crossed, like, uh, yeah, guys, it's a beautiful thing. Okay, Absolutely. guys, you know, um,
1: you're judging them. This is their hut. This is their history. We're watching here,
0: thousands of years. Um, I think it's really important to I. I don't know if we mentioned this, but the first thing that Danny Danny goes to to Sweden to try and escape the reality of her family's suicide. Or of her sister's suicide and the murder of her parents But it was a big rich, It was a big ritual suicide That killed her family She arrives in this village and the first thing she sees Is a ritual suicide A little heavy Right out the gates uh, Yeah and we get, that, we get that her great response to it But there's something There's something about the hammer blows That I noticed as well Is even though that dude's clearly dead after hammer blow Two One for sure but for sure, for sure, too. They still give them four.
1: Yeah.
0: They break their lives into sets of four as well. And I thought that that was symbolic of if you reach the end, when you reach the end, the four seasons of your life will kill you. it's it's th- those four hammer blows represent the totality of your life hammering you into the dirt. I think that's the symbolism there, which I thought was really cool. Um,
1: and the blood's real gooey. God, and the chunk damn,
0: dude, eat your it's heart so out, fun. Tom Savini. Oh, seriously. Like the practical effects in this, when we get to the blood eagle by the end mm. of this thing, dude. Mm. There's there's no effect. I've never seen an effect like that. That was amazing.
1: Nope. The lungs are fucking breathing. It's so, covered in flies, and
0: we. Oh my god. There's like dude. dust on them, and st- it's just. It's so good. It's. It's gross as hell, but, like, all the effects all the way through are amazing. Um, what That was really... Oh, yeah. Uh, when Danny is telling... She's packing up to leave, and Christian is like, Hey, where, what are you doing?
1: I'm fucking leaving, weirdo.
0: And she's like, did that... Were you not disturbed by that? And he goes, y- yeah, yeah. That was really, really shocking. I'm trying to keep an open mind, though. You know, it's cultural. We put our elders into nursing homes. I- I'm sure they find that shocking. You know what's fucked up? Is that wrong? Yeah, he's right. He's 100% right. My first thought, because when he's yeah. like, I'm trying to keep it on my mind, it's cultural. I was like, what are you talking about? And then he, when he said the nursing home thing, I was like, yeah, that is actually pretty, yeah, yeah. that's pretty <laughs> disturbing. We have buildings all across the country where we send our elderly to slowly die. And when the movie points it out to you, the first time you watch the movie. The first, I was gonna say the first time you're like, oh no, that makes sense. Right,
1: they're fucking aligning us. Regardless someone from outside of the cult is aligning us with their
0: He's making points. Yeah. He like and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and even even on like third watch, and by like, you know, the fourth or fifth, you're like, Yeah, okay, the Adastupa, I'm I'm I've seen through it, okay. I've yep. I've shaken this part of Ari Aster's cult programming. But the nursing home line's still not wrong. No. And that's that's part of the weirdness of this movie is it's got lots of barbs in it. Where when you can shake some of it, but some of it's some of stick into your underwear, man. It's that... just like a... <laughs> <laughs> You're just oxyclean, oxy clean, oxy clean the <laughs> <insane>. stain. <laughs>